Bowen and Rebecca and Travis and Mary, they chose these two psalms, and the fathers are going to read the psalms this morning. Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. For who who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion? Who satisfies your desires with good things that your youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat oh, sorry. He does not treat us as our sins deserve, or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed, he remembers that we are dust. For as man, as for man, his days are like grass, his flower, he, he flourishes like a flower of the field, the wind blows over it, and it is gone, it, and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him, and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Psalm 145, Psalm of Praise of David. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate abundant goodness and joyful singing and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all, and he has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all he promises and loving toward all he has made. 
The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all who look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Father, we're here to worship you and to praise you. We've experienced the sacrament of baptism where you have reached down through the water and signed and and sealed these beautiful children to you. You've placed them in families that love you and adore you, placed them in a church that loves you and adore you. And that's why we're here this morning. We're here to worship and adore you and We pray that as we enter into your word, that this may all shape us and form us more and more into the people you've created us to be. And I pray that the words which will be spoken next, Lord, may they be your words and not mine. Amen. It's one of those days of celebration and joy, and you've picked some beautiful psalms for that. But as I was praying and reflecting this morning as well, it speaks to those who mourn, and speaks to those who are experiencing loss as well, because you have picked psalms as families that speak to God's unending and everlasting love and presence. And I thank you for how God has led you in choosing your scriptures this morning pure blessing for us. We've just experienced the baptism of of Liana and Ireland, and they are holy acts where, where God reaches down to us, acts that call for responses. This is not just passive. We your daughters did not just receive baptism, but they were embraced by God, embraced by you and embraced by the church. And they've experienced already God's love and presence. And they will respond because of your faithfulness. And we pray that we may be faithful as we walk alongside you as well. You've chosen psalms that that concentrate and focus on saying, God is great, God is good, God is mighty, he's compassionate and gracious. And that, that calls for a response from us. They're both hymns of praise. They're hymns of trust in the Lord. Hymns that remind us of who God is and who we are, that we're his people, his children. Psalm 103 praises God for his great love and is part of a group of psalms from Psalm 101 to 110 that tell the story of God's relationships with his people. And it kind of starts at creation and then it moves through up until at least the timeline of David. 
And they were written about how God has saved his people, how God provides for his people, how God never gives up on his people. They talk about God's mighty acts and how he saved. And they're thinking of Egypt and they're thinking of the time in the wilderness and they're thinking of all these times enemies came against Israel and and God kept them safe and provided for them. Those are... Those are beautiful things for us to remember. Also talks about how God is a justice, a God of justice and unfailing love and how he responds to his people's cries. And that resonates this morning as well. Psalm 103 and Psalm 108, they kind of pair together. So I encourage you uh, when you go home to read Psalm 108 and to just kind of listen to the echoes and how they complete and fill each other. Uh, David was a master hymn writer and would often do that. I appreciate, Bowen and Rebecca, how you pointed out the Lord's faithfulness and compassion that it is limitless and it goes way beyond our lifetime. From everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. Our Lord is committed to us beyond our own lifetime. After our time on earth is done, we know that we'll be with him forever. And that gives us hope this morning as well. But he's also committed to us down through the generations, calling us to respond to him with obedience and faithfulness and to teach our children and children's children to be obedient and faithful to God. I don't know if you've thought about grandchildren yet, but um, you know, that is the call in this psalm as well. We're reminded that the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. So great is his love that as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. What a great thing to teach our children. It reminded me just how far away east is from west as we welcomed your family to join us from the east through live streaming. And they can feel so far away and yet still feel so close. And, and God removes our sins that far away from us and yet comes so close to us as well. It's a personal psalm. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. David's writing this psalm to himself. He's reminding himself of the importance of praising the Lord. It's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day stuff of life. You know, where you have kids who catch the flu or you have a hard day at work or, or, or an unexpected bill comes in or you're just tired and not feeling well yourself and, and you just kind of drag yourself through the day and, and by the end of the day you collapse in the bed and you go, I never really praise the Lord at all today. And David knows those times, but Jesus knows those times as well because Jesus became one of us. He lived life as we live life. He knows what it is to be tired, to be discouraged, to, to walk through days where it's just enough to get one foot in front of the other. And that's where his compassionate and graciousness comes in. He remembers we're dust, that the worry and stress of life, even our mortality, can sometimes weigh on us. 
And then we remember that Jesus understands. His compassion flows out to us to give us strength and hope again. You mentioned how you see verses 8 through 11 showing how God relates to us as the ultimate parent, the one that both of you can look at as you seek to parent your children. A compassionate father, compassionate parent, one who doesn't get angry quickly. I wonder what my kids would say. It's, uh, but uh, I know that from what I know of you, you are much more compassionate and gracious and slow to anger than I am. Um, but we also have a God who pours out his love into his children. I know that's something you desire to do as well. Giving them a strong sense of belonging and importance. To remind our children that God is their father and that he's their children that they are princes and princesses in the kingdom of God, that God values them and treasures them as you value and treasure them. That will give them a sense of security, a rootedness that will carry them well through life. Also calling us to respond with obedience and faithfulness back. Huge parenting uh, advice and skills here. Thanks for pointing that out. I had not seen that before. And then Travis and Mary, you chose Psalm 145. That's one of those ascent psalms. That's one of those psalms where, where the pilgrims are coming to, to Jerusalem and, and their eyes are all focused and they want to see the temple. They, they want to see God's presence here on earth. And, and they are coming with a sense of joy and jubilation and, and celebration. And they, they always came as groups of people. Very seldom did pilgrims come by themselves. First of all, it just wasn't safe at that time. But, but there's also something about community. And that's why we celebrated baptism as a church, as community together. It's one of the early psalms of ascent. It's a psalm of praise, of hymn of celebration, to praise the name of God the King. Like Psalm 103, it's an acrostic. You had mentioned that they were both similar in size, and then as I kind of dug into it and I started reading the Hebrew, hey, wait a minute. They all start off and they follow the Hebrew alphabet, and I just thought that was neat because one of you didn't want to have a longer psalm than the other. Um, but you chose without even realizing it. Maybe you did that. They are, it's like they're talking about God and saying, this is who God is from A to Z. And, and we're going to cover the breath of God, uh, at least in this part of praise and worship of who God is as king. King David leads the Israelites in all of creation in, in words of praise and thanksgiving to God as king over all creation. David realizes that he's king of Israel, but there's a way bigger king than he is and that that king is God. And, and it just reminds David of the need to be humble and obedient as well. The heart of the psalm is found in verses 10 to 18. They describe God's sovereignty over creation and God's care for that creation. As you mentioned, one of the things that drew you to the psalm was that God is above all and eternal, king of an everlasting kingdom. We don't have to fear that God's kingdom is ever going to fail. We can live with courage and grace, knowing that Jesus is in control. 
and will remain in control of all creation, including our lives, including our lives after death as well. You pointed to verses 3 to 5. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. What stood out for you is how we're called to tell our kids the stories of God. That, that we have to share them time and time again. Of, of all that, that he has done from creation to saving his people, how we're called to show our children how God shapes us as, he, as we meditate on his, on his amazing creation, his wonderful works, the things that God has done for us, but also in us and through us, allowing the Holy Spirit to shape who you are as parents and children of God. That's what these stories do as well. And they will guide you. And they will shape you as parents to fill your children with confidence and assurance as they listen and watch your faith in action. The psalm begins by reminding us that God is our king, a majestic king. A king who continues to protect his people and to provide for his people. And the goal is to show the nations around them who God truly is. And that's why we're here as a church. That's why you're part of a church as well, so that we might be a sign to, to the people around us of who God is. Both of these psalms talk about God being compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and rich in love. It's the type of king that God is. A king focused on his people. A king who doesn't want to see us to go without. He provides for us. And then he provides for us so much so that we can provide for those around us who don't have enough. God protects us. He provides opportunities for us to flourish and to become who he's created us to be. This is why we come together each Sunday to worship and praise God. This is why we share the stories of God with our children. So they learn to praise God as a natural part of their lives and grow up wanting to share Jesus with their friends. Sharing our faith, talking about Jesus begins early on in our children's lives. I know that both of, both of you, or all four of you, not both of you, all four of you as parents, that you have a, a deep concern and desire for the people of Lacombe in this area to know God, to know Jesus more and more. And we teach our children early on already about who he is and to share them with their friends who will then share it with their parents. Praising God is the beginning of our response to him. Psalm 103 tells us to praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles, promises to fill us with strength and with courage and hope as we journey through life, 
important promises to teach our children. We see the Lord's great love for us, especially in Jesus, whose death on the cross removed our sin from us, offering us healing and hope, especially in times of despair, saving us from the power and hold of death over our lives. We know that our physical death now leads to eternal life with God. So the fear has been taken away. I know this is where Harriet and her family are finding strength today. Nancy de Klaus Wolford reflects on Psalm 145. She says, The message for the church today is simple and yet complex. In the midst of turmoil and uncertainty in the world, praising God as sovereign is the solution. What does that mean? We can speak the words, but how do we put them in action? God is indeed sovereign, but we must be the hands and feet of God in God's world. What some scholars call a communitization of kingship, meaning that he helps us, he has shaped us. We are prophet, priest, and king with God. And as king provides for his people, we are called as well to provide for those around us. King David goes on in Psalm 103, the Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. We teach our children God's ways, what Jesus taught, and who he calls us to be as his followers. We are the hands and feet that Jesus uses for, to work for righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. We teach our children through our actions as well as our words. The Holy Spirit enters our hearts and shapes us in Jesus' compassion and grace, opening our eyes and ears and hearts to the needs, to the results of injustice and quality and need within our communities. This week I met with the director of the Central Alberta Pregnancy Center who shared how their volunteers are such a blessing as they walk alongside single mothers who often don't have any place else to go. Here in Lacombe, there's big brothers and big sisters who are always seeking people to become mentors to children in our community who all need to hear the encouragement and blessing from someone who's willing to care about them and bless them. There's a youth unlimited and all the work that they do to walk alongside and build relationships with youth and their families in our community. There's a food bank and others who are serving the most vulnerable. And they would all be blessed by having others join them in their mission of working towards righteousness and justice. These are things we begin to do in small ways as families. But we place this into our children's hearts so that they learn that a big part of our faith is deeds. It's serving. It's about caring and being compassionate and gracious to others. So today, as parents and as a church, we have committed ourselves to teach Liana and Ireland to, to know God, to love him, to serve him, to praise him. We've made those same promises as a church and as families and supporters of the families. So we teach our, faith, our children that faith is a living thing, shown through our acts of compassion and service. 
as we serve and worship Jesus in our lives. And we've done it today by choosing two psalms that are focused on praising God, making him number one in our lives, by remembering, you know, his great love for us in Jesus Christ, who died so that all our sins could be washed away and we can be made right with God. And then the Holy Spirit who is sent so that God is always with us. He makes our hearts and he makes the church his home so that we are never apart from God. and We can always experience his love and graciousness. We can always be moved to praise and to worship him. So thank you. Thank you for choosing these psalms to remind us as God's people of who we're called to be as well as we serve our Lord and our King. Amen. Lord, thank you. Thank you for these psalms that speak to all of life, that speak to, to birth and to, and to our commitment to you, to your commitment to us. It speaks as well of life after death, of eternal, everlasting. But that's our, what our relationship with you looks like, that we don't lose hope, but we can always celebrate as your children that we are precious in your sight. So may we live this out well within our families, uh, as a church, within this community, so that all may come to know you as king over all, as father over all. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We respond by singing, O come my soul, sing praise to God. <clears throat>